Did you know that HGH, or human growth hormone, is known as the master youth hormone that's essential for healing our bodies and keeping us young? If you're 30 years old or older, your HGH has been declining for almost a decade, and by age 35, your HGH levels have dropped by 85%. Have you noticed that things just aren't the same like they used to be? Your workouts aren't as impactful, your skin has lost some of its luster, and you can't sleep through the night without having to get up and go pee. Come on, you know that you've noticed. Well, welcome to the aging process. Hollywood has been using HGH to keep themselves youthful for over 30 years. But of course, that's cost them thousands of dollars in injections that most of us are not willing to spend or risk doing. So we found you a solution, something that's homeopathic and even registered by the FDA. A human growth hormone supplement that's over-the-counter for those who want to regain and maintain that healthy youthfulness that we all desire. Hey, Brian. Have you heard about the gel? Yeah, the gel? Yeah, like are, are the you, HGH gel. Are you gelling? You need to be gelling. <laughs> so if you want to get on the gel, get on the gel.com and gelrob.com. G-E-L-R-O-B dot com. Check out all of the information promo codes on our website, which is... TwoFitCrazies.com. Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Right before I just pressed the button to, st- to start recording this, Christine told me to shut the F up. Let's go. Welcome to episode <laughs> 69 of Two Fit Crazies, where we're like children and we are like, and you know what? Of course, episode 69 is all about Brian. That's right. All about Brian. We in my wheelhouse now. I, For real. This is like, I'm so pumped um, to f- kind of bring Brian along and, and I get to grill him and talk all about his most recent, like literally recent, like like 26 hours uh, yeah, ago. Yeah, like 24 hours ago. Um 24 hours ago, you were like, feet up already. Like, I, I'm done. Because Brian is recently back from the Philly Marathon where he just annihilated it. Like, annihilate. Think, like, destroyed, like, demolished, decimated. I could keep going on. Um, trained hard. And, Brian, you finished the Philly Marathon in what time? Well, you tell me. It's all over the headlines, girl. Two no, hours. Two hours, 48 minutes, and 42 seconds. Ridiculous. Not bad for a 43-year-old man, huh? Ridiculous. Plant-powered, evidence-based, follow my training plan, feeling Train good. Train my ass off. I am Hulked out, too. Lifted a bunch of weights in this training block pumped. and, uh, and uh, did a lot of stuff. So it was... I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, ready? We're not waiting. So here's the deal. Party time. Let's go. Here's the deal. Um you got to take us through this because we have a lot of listeners who obviously are runners. A lot of people talk to us all the time. Like, how do you get faster? How do you do this? What do you, we all have different goals, right? Brian keeps talking about, Hey, I got some fast marathons left in me. 
you know, here's me who's like, you know, not really worried about fast. I'm worried about, you know, kind of my body, different things. Brian over here decided, all right, I'm going to go for this. And so what, what happened? What's the, let's take us back. Okay. Take us back to, all right, I want to run Philly. I want to destroy this. What was the whole training plan idea to start? The idea was I ran it last year. Right, I ran Philly last year, and In the windstorm. and I, and it was it turned out to be you know a, a miserable day. Um, it wasn't it was it was you know it was bad. It was very windy. It was like thirty something miles per hour. We did an episode on it actually last year after I ran it, and it wasn't my best day. I was trained. I was pretty fit. I felt good going in, and then you just get a day where there's just not much you know the the elements that didn't allow you to work with it very well. At least for me. Uh, I, knew, I do know some people that ran very well last you year. You still ran well. What, what did you run in I last ran two, year? I ran 256.02 okay. last year, which is like, you know, that's usually like where I'm at. I, You know, I've run this is my eighth marathon overall uh, today, which Conti like does one every weekend. Um, that doesn't it's different ca- though. It's, it's different. It's my eighth and, and it'll be ninth if you count the one that you and I did on my birthday this year oh, that's for true. fun. We got to get medals uh, made for that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we'll do that again this mm-hmm. year too, yes, for sure. Show, for we'll show. go thirty miles this year. I think so. Yeah, yeah, we'll do uh, fifty, fifty k. Okay. But anyway, um, so I ran it last year, and I knew like almost instantly after I ran it, um, that after I finished last year, that I was going to go back and do it again this year. Um, it's convenient for us, yeah, for me at least. My mom lives uh, down in the South Jersey area, so I can um, stay at her house the night before. And I can, you know, just make it in and do all this stuff. So, yeah, so long story short, uh, you know, I had it planned. I had everything, you know, I knew that I wanted to do. And I've still, you know, in all these marathons, I get close and I and I train a lot. Um, I didn't start running again, really, until I was 32 years old. So I didn't, you know, all these eight marathons have been in the last eight years. So it's like one a year. And, and um, some years I've missed and some years I've run two. But more or less, you know, I'm averaging about one a year uh, up until now. And uh, I've been dying to break 250 in a marathon um like i've been fit enough to break 250 in a marathon i think on a couple of occasions one of which was last year um a couple boston's ago you know i ran like 253 i ran 253 in new york um you know i've been kind of knocking on the door here and everything sets up for sub 250 like all the training and everything the one year in boston was like a miserable rainstorm with a headwind <laughs> like nothing like this year but uh this past year when christine ran but it was um you know it was 2015 i think mm-hmm. that year yeah i ran in 2015 2016 in boston and you know 2016 in Boston, I get like, you know, a little injured. I like wasn't ready for it. So like each and every time I'm like there, I'm knocking on the door. I'm, I'm really, you know, I know that I'm fit Mm -hmm. enough to do it, but you know, things really have to work in in your way. So, um, uh, and you know, and I, I put down, this is, this is pretty cool. I, I went back last night and I was like just cleaning up some things like, and I have like on my, desk i have my my training log Mm -hmm. that i wrote it's like a loose training log that i write ahead of time and then if everything you know i kind of make adjustments as i go and see how what kind of fitness i'm going into but you know more or less it's like this is what i want to do and this was written in july and it's you know i'm like you i write everything down it's like you know pen and pad and and it's a calendar printed calendar pages and on uh November eighteenth, which was you know uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the, the day that the day of the race, it says twenty six point two, two forty eight. 
and uh, and I was making in, your reality, Brian. That was it. I mean, there was no, and that's what I wanted to run. Uh, you know, I could, I wanted to run to under two fifty, right? But like, you know, I, I I'm not going to run two forty five, right? Maybe, maybe not. No, but like, you know, for me, realistically, at that time, you know, it was like, all right. So do you write down two forty nine fifty nine? Right. Like no, like 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 two forty eight. Like that's what I want to run, and um, and I was in no shape to do that at the time that I wrote that down, but. It was really one of those things like where I was just like, you know, this is what the goal is. And, uh, all right, so now how do I make this all happen? Right. Right? That's the in-between, like, you know, all the stuff that's really got to happen. And, and you know, a lot of it is, is not always up to us, you know? Like, you know, sometimes things roll in, injuries and whatnot. And, uh, or, Mother or, or, nature. Oh, well, yeah, just, you know, like whatever. <laughs> you know, even just will, you yeah. know, and, 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 and things like or that. Or life, so, you know. Yeah, anything, right. So, um, so, you know, then you get into it. And, uh, I mean, one of the very first runs that I have on that schedule that I ran with a friend of mine who, who actually ran yesterday and ran very well, he was, um, training for a run and he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to come out and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, we met at the reservoir here in, in, in Howell, New Jersey. And, uh, and I went for a run with him and it was one of those like July days where it was like hot. Oh, a hundred like, thousand degrees. Yes. Humidity and all that stuff. And he's like, I'm going to go, uh. Um, 16 miles. I think he said he was going to do. This is a young kid. He's like 27 years old. He's like going to run two six, uh, you know, two, 16 miles at marathon pace, which was you know 6:30. And I said, all right, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to hang with you for as long as I can. And it was a disaster. I made it like six miles with him. Like I, I, I couldn't hang. I got you know, I wasn't. I just, I, I just wasn't in shape yet. So that was July, and. uh you know, shortly after that, I said, "All right, if this is going to happen, I need to get my shit together and I need to get to work yeah. like now." And um, and so I started, you know, just putting things together and slowly but surely the fitness comes back and you know and I and I really cross trained a lot um, in addition to my my um, my running, you know, which my running's always good. I can always get myself into shape. I can always yeah get there. You know, there's no doubt about it you know i'm pretty pretty good i can get caught up and up to speed and stuff like that but you know um so anyway uh you know so that took on a life of its own and uh you know it all came together on a freaking amazing day what was the diff what do you think the difference was was there a difference this time training that you know aside from you said you were doing more cross training was it yeah was it really more was it more days was it did you have days of double workouts that you didn't have? Like, no, well, yeah, there was definitely with the cross training that I did. I, I work at a new gym now that I didn't work at last year, and the new gym is 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 amazing. It's new to me. It's an old, it's it's old to me. It's where I always worked out. Mm -hmm. Now I'm employed there, and and I work there, and I you know because I'm always there, I've been doing more of the workouts. I'm instructing those same workouts. Amazing, amazing programming training room in Manasquan is the very best. Manasquan, New Jersey. Uncle Mike Staley and uh, and Milkman Jim Milkowski, um, they're they're awesome and they've got just a really good um, community and 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 you know um, and programming. So I've been teaching there since like May, and you know so all that just kind of I'm just in that more um, than I was, and so it wasn't just the running. Um, you know I've done one one thing that I will say is I've done every single thing leading up to this mm -hmm. marathon that I preach and practice and work with others on. I ate really well, right? 
Did you change anything with your eating while you were training? That's always a big, huge no, question. I, just, I mean, look, I, like, you know. Few, like up protein, up anything? No, a few no. years back I went plant-based and I've been a, you know, plant-based, whole food, plant-based nutrition guy for, uh, you know, a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, so I've been doing that for a while. That's helped amazing. For me, it's helped with my recovery. I can do hard workouts. Next day, I feel great. I mean, mm-hmm. I ran the marathon less, like I said, 24 hours ago. I feel freaking great right now. I'm I told gonna, you, I don't I'm take not, days off. I'm not going to go for a run. <laughs> I'm not going to go for a run. I did teach my classes at 5.15 and 6 a.m. this morning. Um, Did everyone hear that? See? <laughs> we don't, you don't run marathons and fall on your face or like same thing with I mean, racing. I'm not, I'm People not think that and it's really not the case if you train correctly. I'm sore. My right. hips are sore. Everything's, you know, like there's there's definitely no, you know, extra activity <laughs> going on today. sore every day. <laughs> right. But, but here's what, you know, here's what I did. I, I, I really stuck to a schedule. I, I goal set, right? I set my goals, right? I eat really well, right? I did the things that I that I that I work with with others on, I um, which is including eat, you know goal setting, eating well. I strength trained throughout, and I hit you know just about every mile that I had to on the schedule, um, you know. And when I did need a day off, I took the day off. I really you know you know just like it's just like a really good training block, which I've had others that were very similar to that. I mean, I don't think that there was anything really. More or less or anything, I think, you know, that I just did it all right and, you know, also got this amazing weather day, which was, um, which was uh, Sunday, you know, it was, it was cold in the morning. It was in the thirties at the start of the race, but it was, there was no wind. There was no wind. I'll even take it back. You know, one other thing that I've done is that, that Saturday, Mm -hmm. right now you talk about wings. You want to talk about wings and having wings on race day? Saturday was the Meet of Champions, New Jersey Meet of Champions at Home Bell Park, all right, for cross country, high school cross country kids. We haven't talked a lot about this one because we haven't we talked jinx anything. We haven't talked a lot about the marathons, but now you got to fill us in too. All right, so. And we haven't talked about it a lot, and I cut you off the one day. You mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it because it wasn't time. See? So uh, since July. About the same time that I really started picking up this marathon schedule, um, I started working with a, a high school team, um, not as a coach, not as a running coach at all, as a trainer and strength training and implementing a, 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 sprint, a strength training program for a very good high school cross-country team here, uh, Holmdel High School uh, in New Jersey, uh, like a stone's throw from Holmdel Park, which is the mecca of high school running here in New Jersey. And... Um, they're amazing, right? Boys are very good. The girls are really good, right? Like, like the boys are were awesome. I love working. I've worked with the boys and the girls. Um, not a, as a team. It was kind of voluntary for them. If they wanted to be involved, they could be. Um, you know, I wasn't compensated by the school or anything like that. It was just, um, it was it was like, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, just like ancillary work. You know, like if they wanted to, to, to do it, they could. It was, uh, uh, what, what is it? What's the word? looking for extra training enrichment oh my gosh it was enrichment (laughs) it was enrichment so uh anyway i've i've taken i'd say a liking but i've taken a loving to this team right like you know it's like i'm involved with this team and um and their coaches are freaking amazing 
Um, they, you know, you know, the, the one coach, the head coach, I didn't even know him. And, you know, he's allowed me to do this stuff with his team and, and, um, you know, work with him. And like, he's telling you know, like certain times he's telling me like what they're doing and stuff like that. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a fly on the wall, but you know, I'm also involved with this stuff. And, um, they, the girls have had this like almost dream season. Um, they are, I mean, I, I adore them. They're all fantastic. They're all really smart girls. They're all cool. Like none of them are a pain in the ass. Um, their parents are awesome. All this stuff. Right. So as the season's going on, like they're climbing the rankings in, in, in New Jersey and like they went from like not even really maybe receiving votes in the top 10 in the state for this girls team. And they keep working their way up and working their way up. And like, you know, they worked their way up like as high as like four or five in the state at one point. And um, and even like at one point, they were like a regional ranking came out and they were like ranked number five in the region, like with like a couple teams from Pennsylvania and a team from Vermont. And it's like things like just going kind of bonkers. And, um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's just really neat to be a part of. Right. For me, you know, I'm I'm a passionate, emotional dude who's like, you know, like, wow, this is, you know, this is freaking amazing and these kids are awesome and their parents are awesome the coaches are fucking crazy awesome and um you know and here i am so it was really cool and it was just like something to good you know that 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 i could kind of see like everything that i again i wrote goals for them and i had things planned out for them and and things were just were going really well so leading up they had a um a couple rough weeks leading up into like this march towards meet of champions and um they had a, a, a you know a sectional meet where they um they came in second like another team snuck up and beat them like whoa what's going on here you know like you guys are ranked polls rankings all that stuff is such nonsense i can't stand it but you know because especially in a sport like cross country where you have to run the races right. like against these teams it's not like you know like they'll never face each other like they actually have to face each other so um so two weeks in a row the next week same thing happens the same team got them again so they're advancing because like the top four teams will advance and then the top two teams will advance and all this stuff. So they're making it through, but they hadn't raced their best yet, like in these bigger events. So this is Saturday before my race. I go to the Homedale Park, Homedale High School Park. I renamed it. Um, it's theirs, Homedale High School Park. I told them like day one when I met them, I'm like, it's not, I changed that name. It's not even Homedale Park because like all these other high school teams are running stuff there. I was like, that's yours. Like, like, you know, I kind of plant that seed or whatever. But, um, uh, you know, and I'm just there as a spectator. Again, I'm not the coach. Like their coaches are, are awesome. Damon Godfrey, um, um, Maggie Hanlon and, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, I don't know your last name, but Chelsea also ran the <laughs> Philadelphia Marathon yesterday, and uh, PR crushed it, sub four hour uh, marathon. Nice. Props to Chelsea, and um, you know, and, and all the parents are there, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like there to watch, and these girls rolled like heavy. I think f- like three or four of them might have set their Homedale Park PR nice. on that day, which in New Jersey cross country racing, like. People will say, "Oh, you're good. Who do you run for? All this stuff. What'd you run at Homedale? Like that's like what's your Homedale Park PR? You know, what do you run there? And it's a big day. It's the very final day, and there's a boys race and a girls race, and um, they they finished up third in the state of New Jersey. Awesome, like amazing. And there's a juggernaut that comes in first. North Hundred and is they're they're <laughs> they're like 
they won it last year. They're really, really, really solid team. Um, and then a, another team from Ridgewood, which is very young too. So this team, not a senior on the team. The top seven kids are all juniors and sophomores. And, uh, I mean, so I left there nice. right after like the awards ceremony and all stuff. And, Pumped. you know, it's just like, it gave me wings, like no bullshit. I, and I wrote, I wrote them a message. I was like, you know, and they're all like, you know, and your turn, you know, it's yeah. here, it's your turn. Tag. So, so I leave there and, um, and th- thank you, Homedale. It's been a great experience. I, I love you guys. Um, and I leave there and I go to, um, Philly. To go pick up my bib number, and there you go, it's game on. Um, I walked in the back door of the convention, not knowing like that it was the back door. And I walk in, and there's like where they're handing out the bib numbers and stuff like that. Nice. I walked in, I got it, I walked right out. I didn't, I wasn't even in the, the expo for more than five minutes. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah. So, um, that's it. Stayed at my mom's, went down, uh, you know, had a big home cooked pasta meal from Mama Duke's. And uh, was was uh, ready to go. Woke up, drove myself to the starting line, and uh, that's it. I uh, first couple miles were easy. Uh, you know, I didn't want to run. The goal, just so you know, the goal is like, um, I want to run twenty minute five k's. Right, so each five k, I can count to eight mm-hmm. a lot easier than I can count to twenty six. So. I do want each mile to be within, you know, around 625 or 630 per mile, somewhere in there. I want the first couple miles to be like 640s just so I wasn't, I wasn't in like a huge rush. So I went 640, 641 and was like, all right, let's pick it up now. Let's get to where we want to be. And uh, first 5K was like 20 minutes and 20 seconds, which was exactly Perfect. where I wanted yeah. to be with those extra seconds from the first two miles. You know, it was pretty much 20. After that, I was clicking every, like everything was perfect. I mean, I got in a pack of, you know, with, with people that were running really well. There's a couple miles that were, um, that are uphill, you mm-hmm. know, eight mile, mile eight and 10. I have run the course last year, which is always a help for me, a really big help for me. Cause even though I don't like remember the course or anything right. like that, when I get to certain places on the, the course, I'm like, all right, you know, here's. Here's here's where uh, oh yeah I, I remember, remember how this. I felt I, yeah I remember this and that, that's yeah. exactly it I remember how I felt last year at mile right. ten which wasn't good right this year at mile ten I was like let's start running like it was like you know it was really um, it really felt easy so um, uh, you know going through each mile was like I mean I was I was just cutting through these things like easily feeling good everything was good um, every time I went through five k mark I was exactly. 20 minutes at each 5k i mean i was bullseye 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 one time like i was even looking at my clock and it was like rolling into the 20 minutes so it'd be like you know at the 10k i was like 39 59 and 39 or 40 okay yeah. boom like right as i was going through i mean it was perfect and then uh you know each one at, at the 15k you know it was exactly an hour boom like keep rolling keep rolling keep rolling and then another goal that i had um was to get to 20 miles at two hours and nine minutes. Mm-hmm. I said, if I can do that and I run a 40-minute 10K to close it down, I'm going to be like, like that's that's the goal. Like, like you know, as long as everything's going well and everything's feeling good, if I can do that, I know that I'll, I'll get there because I want it. My tracker popped up when you hit the, the two hour and I was like, fuck, he 
Jesus got this. Yeah. I'm like, we're good. We're good. I went, I went through 30. We're good. So I went if you through... can get to that point on Philly where it's not like an uphill on the way, you know, like the last six months or whatever it is, I'm yeah. like, you're, you're good. If you look at my 30K split, yeah. it was two hours with zero minutes and zero seconds. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking bullseye. It was The whole day was a bullseye. Came up on my phone, I think, and I was like, we're good. Like, we're good. When like, I saw you, that one. You could put your phone away. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, it was good pack and good, good energy. You go out. So people that haven't run Philly, you come through the halfway mark and really at like mile 14 or so, um, you go out this Kelly drive, which is along the river in Philadelphia. You go out for six miles and back for six miles. So the last 12.2 is a straight out and you make a turnaround right before mile 20 and you come straight back which is big that you didn't have any wind like you don't have any headwind you're not yeah. fighting anything so much that's there might have even been like just enough to like kind of help you out it was it was like it was it was ideal it was ideal i, was, I mean it was in the 30s and probably you know 40 something by the time the race ended perfect. but it was it was nice i mean i wore a hat and gloves and a singlet and shorts and wait you know like, what else came up is that you ran 26.3 miles how did you run the tangents that well i've never run a marathon in under like 26.5 or something like I, I looked I at that my, and I was like how did you know like those are some good tangents Brian like how did you pull that off I'll tell you exactly how I pulled that off I'm like what so the road is a little windy and there are there are some tangents to it I think I, my Garmin was like 26.4 or something but that's always over I mean that's always that's that's like so common. but that was really close it was like, close really close so well in 1983 I guess it was I watched the New York City Marathon with my dad and my brothers and we watched it and Jeff Smith from Great Britain was in the lead Mm -hmm. and Rod Dixon still to this day, one of my favorite runners and I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'm going to tag him on this one. Um, he ran down Jeff Smith in central park in the rain. It was like one of the most iconic races I've ever seen. I was eight years old. I'll never forget it. My father pointing out to me, he's running straight. This guy's running inside to side. He's running the tangents. Watch what happens. And sure as shit, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, Rod Dixon outkicked him there. It was like my very first running lesson ever was to run the tangents. It was my very first running lesson ever from my father who taught me running. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so, I, you know, there is a straight line and I'm always trying to, to, to run it. And, you know, there's just a way to do it. You don't want to go, you know, you don't want to waste any Whenever energy. Whenever I'm pacing, I'm like, Ef- run the tangents. Efficient. Efficient. So out back, I go through the 20-mile marker at 209, I think it was like 20 on my watch, 209.20, something like that. And uh, I was like, all right, the only thing I have to do now is run a 40-minute 10K to close this thing down, and I'm going to go 249, and everything will be good. And I ran, even with that little extra, Mm -hmm. I think I ran a 39-minute 10K to close it down. My last negative splits here. Negative splits, big time. Amazing. My, my last like two, three miles were like six twenty two, six. I ran a six twenty in mile twenty five to twenty six. Just like, like, like you want it, you know. Someone just blowing the wind right, blowing you right to the finish line. It was like it was it was it was amazing. And I have a I have a little mantra that I always say when it gets tough, you know, when things are hurting and and all that stuff. And uh, I you know I said I said it probably to myself a thousand times yesterday. It's always something that's gotten me through, even in hard races. I am um, perfection. I am healthy. I am strong. 
Take a breath. I am perfection. I am healthy. I am strong. Take a breath. I am perfection. I am healthy. I am strong. I do that. I, like I do that. I, that's thing. That's Your another. Thing. Yeah. That's another one of those things. I said I don't know what it is, but this is what I do, and this is what you know. Like try try that. You know, like I, I teach or I work with people. Like something that's going to put a positive thought in your mind at a time where you know a negative thought can crush right. you so you know this is the deal so i'm just running and i do this thing where um in the last six miles always um i i'm on my favorite running course in my head mm-hmm. you know which is the brielle 10k course here and i've run it i run it you know three times a week pretty much and i i you know like in my mind i'm just clipping off that miles right. and i'm in a i'm in a happy place and i um i I get to um, – I, I look ahead and I find a shirt, any shirt, somebody ahead of me. And I'm like, all right, the yeah, first one yesterday was orange shirt, orange shorts. Are you running them down? I just run them down. I'm going to get you first. And you then, take your time, right? It's well, almost like it's like patience. It just gives me like a short-term goal, like something that I can get to, right? And you know, at that point of the race, there are people that are coming back relatively quickly and sometimes i've picked the wrong guy but that can be okay too because they's gonna drag me you know that right. guy like that guy might be going like, where'd just, that guy go oh, i'm coming i was passing people yesterday down yes. the stretch it was like i told my wife i said you know when you cut um wrapping paper with scissors and you just slide the scissors like through uh-huh. and it like cuts like really nicely and it's like smooth and it makes you feel good that's what it was like. Nice. It was like the same feeling as like cutting like the uh, the cutting did the paper. Seas, did the seas part and like everyone just parted and you ran with the light? All Don't the get way carried through. away, Conti. It was just like cutting. <laughs> it was just like cutting wrapping paper. Just getting the visual in our no. heads now. That's so all. and then um, coming down the stretch, mile twenty five. Like oh, not yeah, only yeah, yeah, yeah. like not only like this is gonna happen, but like I still feel really good. Like I got you know some gas left here so let's lay it down and uh then you come into where it's like kind of building up and it's like the you know that you can get to the point where like you can see the finish line mm-hmm. you know ahead of you and people are on either side i look over to my right and i see um my mom and my sister and my stepfather Nice. Uh, and I had actually seen them earlier in the race. So I'm like, my mom came down. I knew where they were going to be. They were like right there. They were at the halfway mark. So I ran past them early, you know, around mile 14 or so. And, uh, and I, you know, I gave them a, a high, you know, just a fist pump as I went past. So I see them by the finish and, uh, and I was, you know, I saw them and fist pumping and they were going crazy. And I, my wife and kids were there too. And I didn't, but I just, I, there was so many people and right. people were screaming. Yeah. I didn't know anything. So I keep running and I look over to my left and I see my father, my stepfather, not my stepfather, my father-in-law, yeah. my wife's husband, <laughs> my, Jesus Christ. <laughs> my, Who's in your family, Brian? <laughs> my wife's father, Lou. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I look over, I see him and then I look down and I see my kids and like, I almost missed them. Like I ran past them. I put my hand out. My wife snapped a photo yeah, and it yeah. was like. And then it's just like full on tears. Like we got like this is like the emotion of yeah. it all. And I was I was choked up before that because it's a marathon. I, I I you know can't get choked up and run like me. I'm Dude, like, <gasps> like can't breathe. Don't look, cry. Marathons will do that to you. It's like, true. <laughs> like you know they, they'll they'll do that to you. You do your thing with your high five to your dad at the oh, finish yeah. line. It's and a it's very emotional like, thing. Like ask me why I run a marathon. Like. That doesn't happen to me in a 5K, <laughs> you know, true. like it doesn't That's happen true. to me in a half marathon either, either. You know right. what I mean? It's just like one of those things, you know? Um, 
you, know, you put so much into it. You put, you know, like, you know, your you hormones, these, your adrenaline, your emotion. It's goals. Like, yeah. I'm usually grouchy the week before, uh, you know, like it's just kind of like all these things. It's just like it comes to a, a point. Um, and you know, it's like anything that's really special or great, you know, right. in, in life, you know, you get nervous. I talked to my kids the week before about how, you know, I'm nervous, you guys, right. Which, you know, a conversation right. with, with my, from my kids, you know, nine, six and five to hear their old man be like, you know, I'm a little nervous and yeah, I'm it's okay s- to be scared. scared. Right. And, you know, it's just like, it's a really cool moment for, for me. And like, I asked them like, when do you get scared? You know, it's like, we well, right. just have that right. time. And, um, and you know, even even the high school kids, you know, I, I, I you know, the one, there's a couple of them, but you know, one in particular, you know, I, I just like, look, you know, she, it, it's just running, and you're really good at that, right? Like at the end of all this stuff, like we train, yeah, like in these big events, and there's a lot of people around. It's still, it's just running. So like again. Right. I'm telling other people this stuff and I'm reminding my own self of this stuff and I'm setting goals like I help other people set their goals and I'm putting schedules together like I help other people with the schedules together and I'm lifting weights just like, you know, right. and, and working, doing the, the extra work just like I have other people do and I'm eating well. Like I'm really, 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 You're really. You're the walk. That's I'm, what it's about. And, and well, the thing is I believe in this stuff, right? Like I believe in this stuff and it's not like I'm, saying one thing to them and you know like to help, to do all this stuff and then doing something else i mean I, I i really believe that that you know this is a good way to live and a good way to get some shit done and a good way to you know to to really have a you know a happy time with things you know it's, it's just like I, I enjoy my success right you know and i enjoy doing it the way that i do it and, you know, when someone says, you don't eat meat, and I said, no, I don't eat meat, you know, like, and they like, you know, like I'm in some sort of prison, you know, like, like I'm like, you know, and, but it's like, for me, it doesn't work. I'd rather right. do this. Like, this is what I want, right. you know, like, and all this stuff. And, and yeah, I run, you know, and, and like, I run a lot and, and yeah, I set the goals for it. And yeah, I lift the weights and then I do, you know, I do all this stuff. I mean, kettlebell training for running is, is, is not only a game changer for me, but. I'm, you know, I'm doing it with these kids too and, yeah. and, and other people like, you know, people that take my classes and people that maybe come into um, my life through the kettlebells that are now running. Right. Or they came, you know, they came into my life through running that are now doing the kettlebells. Right. There was a story that, that um, our friend Brian Hanlon, um, who has been on the show, guest on the show. Uh, Hanlon sculptures. Sculpture extraordinaire. Amazing. So they go for their regular run on, uh, on, uh, Sunday morning at the reservoir where we run so much and they're eating their bagels afterwards and they're sitting around and they're tracking me and they're like, you know, there's a table full of dudes and they're like, like, what does this guy do? Like, how does he train? And Hanlon was like, we train every Monday night. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and John Bayonne also shout out to John Bayonne crushed the 320 marathon yesterday in Philly as well. You know, he's a guy that I've brought into strength train, you know, for the last five six months and you know he's we're making ends you know Mm -hmm. with with it um and and it's you know if you just run you're only gonna get so good and if you don't run you know and you try and do it with just strength stuff you're never gonna be any good and you know and there's like there's just this blend of it of it all and you know it just it just works I mean, it's no mystery. Preaching the choir over here. I understand. We've been fighting with people the last, you know, how many years? Yeah. It's you need it all, and it, 
you know, like I said, for, for Brian, for myself, through, you know, the people that we see that we say, Hey, you know, what are you doing? You can run. Anyone can run on their own. You walk, walk, run, build up to jogging, build up to running. But what, what's going to make you great is everything else that you put the pieces together. And obviously our listeners are seeing that, you know, this works for Brian. This is his shine. And it's not just the fitness part of this, but it's the mental part of this. Like he's like bouncing off the wall. It's fantastic because (laughs) it's almost like you have to do things that you're afraid of in order to evolve. And you know, whether it's once a year, you do something you're really afraid of, or, you know, you work towards something, whether it's passing a test or, or just, you know, going out and traveling to that place that you were uncomfortable. You're going to the city and you're uncomfortable in the city and you go and you're like, that was great. Whatever it is to surround yourself, to push yourself, I think is what we all need to remind ourselves that it's not okay. And we talked about this the other day about being complacent. You know, you're stuck in that rut and like you were, you know, do you call a decorator in and decorate the rut and decorate your same thing? Or do you dare to do something, dare to dream, dare to, you know, be uncomfortable? That's the thing. I mean, and that's the thing. And and I am like the world's like self-proclaimed. I am the like the world's worst promoter of me. Like I'd rather not like like the like of of that stuff. Like I I'd rather just be and do and and you know like kind of like the the work be the be the proof. And but here's the deal. Like I I mean I was in bad 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 shape at age 32. Right? I'm 43 right now. So in the last 11 years I was in, in bad shape. I was working in corporate America and I was doing what I thought I was doing. My playing days were behind me and I wasn't really participating, you know, very much. I wasn't very, I wasn't as active. Um, you know, I thought that I had was doing, I was playing by the playbook, right? You know, like you, 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 you graduate, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, you have, you get your job, you get married, you have your own kids, you live through their sports, like, yeah, and you, know, you like, stop, and that's not what life's and that's about. Like that was it. I was unhealthy, right? I was about forty. I was fifty pounds legit. Like on race day yesterday, I was a good fifty pounds heavier than I am now. I drank way too much, right? That had to go. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with it. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was drinking a lot, and you know, so I stopped that. And when that happened. Um, you know, I needed something to do and I just wanted more, right? I wanted all those things that I knew that I wasn't getting, right? And because of that, I got rid of the corporate job, right? I got myself into better shape. I started running. Running to me is, is a passion in life that could, that would, you know, there's just no way that it could ever be replaced. Um, and you know, again, I was taught running by a dying man, right? Right. I was taught the sport of running and introduced to running by someone who was dying. And I really believe that he knew that that would bring great things in my life. And look what that has done. That's you what know, I'm saying. Before I start crying. No, I'm, I, and I'm going to cry too because, and it's tears of joy. My, my father had his first heart attack at age 37 and he passed away from a gigantic massive heart attack at 41. Um, as big as it can get, it took right. his life. And that time in between, you know, was when I was like nine years old to 12 years old. And I was introduced to those things to some very weird things that right now it's like, I know exactly right. why they, I was introduced to them. I was introduced to running. I was introduced to improvements in diet and nutrition. Right. Those are two things that, I mean, like 
the Pritikin diet is something that was like the forefront, uh, the, the forefather to like Dean Ornish and a lot of the, um, you know, the plant-based movement yeah. that, that's happening now to improve heart health. And that was because it was like at the advice of my father's doctors and he was going through all sorts of experimental shit because he had, he knew that he had fucked up yeah, and that his heart was fucked up and that it's probably not going to get better. And he was willing to do anything. I mean, he, you know, he himself is, is just heroic in those last few years of his life, what he did. And one thing that he did to us at that, for us at that time, being active and exercising and, and things like that, and really all, right. as much as he could do, he had a damaged heart, he couldn't do a whole lot, was walking, right? So walking and running, and he introduced us to running, and he introduced my mother to running, and he introduced us all to running, and we used to go run races as a kid. When I was a kid, you yeah. know, like we all did. My mother was good. My brother ran New York. My mother ran New York like 1987. She ran a couple of marathons. She ran the Marine Corps marathon. She was a sub four hour marathoner. She qualified for Boston and the whole thing. See, that's cool. Like I didn't have, most people don't have that experience as a family. I didn't. Yeah. You know, that, so, that's cool. That's a really awesome thing. So we talked about this though. What did I do with all that knowledge and experience? Have right. I been you, running ever since? Right. You needed to Fall away so you could find it. Well, I fell flat, right. like heavy, heavy, right. like to the point of sickness and, and you know, and, and mentally not, you know. Maybe you wouldn't, but you would not be the person you are today without going through all that. So sure. Stuff. So sure. Had I like just kind of moved on and run in high right. school and all that stuff, I probably wouldn't be doing it today. And we, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting here. Right. Right. Having this conversation with you about this fucking kick-ass moment that I had in my life <laughs> that I was able to share. Right. With, with your family. With my and family your, yeah. and my friends yeah, and like yeah. these kids I'm training and like where things are like right now. And how you were so excited about Homedale being a part of that. That's what's so important about what you're doing now. And um, hopefully what I do is that we share this with everyone. Everyone is a part of this. As selfish as we I, are. We're all like, yeah. We need this. Honestly, there's more of this sharing of positive things in life that have to go on. I mean, with those kids, that's it. With those kids, I am a fan first. Like right. I'm probably, I probably annoy the shit out of them because I'm so yeah. fucking passionate about but, about it. But like, really, it's and, awesome. and, and the parents are awesome, and the coaches, the coaches are amazing. Think about this: you have a very, you have a, a, a you have an age of kids, right? They're all from like 14 to 18, mm-hmm. pretty much. Let's just put them there. They're really not. They're really like they're really like fifteen, sixteen, and maybe seventeen years old. So you've got a, kids that are being highly touted, and they're running and they're working really hard. I mean, I was with them three days a week since July, mm-hmm. right up until the season started, and then we kind of like have to piece it together as the season goes because you know they're runners. They're not weightlifters, right. right? I'm doing stuff with them that isn't. It's to help them, right? And like, if anything, if anything. The 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 likelihood of me fucking them up mm-hmm. is better than me helping them, like in certain ways of it, especially once the season starts. Right, right. Like you know, if I come in and just blast them with a heavy leg workout or right. something like you get that, hurt running. You're like you yeah. know, then they're gonna race well, and then they don't do well, and like all the stuff, like you know. So like it was it was very strategic, and 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 one thing I that I've learned going through the season with them is how long. The season really is like a championship season in most sports is long. A championship sport in cross country running, like here in New Jersey in the Northeast, is long. They still have a meet. They still have a meet on Saturday for Nike Regionals up in uh, Wappinger Falls at Bowdoin uh, Park. And if they win there, or if they place high there and they advance, they go to Portland for Nationals, mm-hmm. which is like in a couple weeks. Like they're that damn good. They're special, special kids. All really smart. Parents are smart. So think about this. 
You want to talk about coaching? Right? I'm not their coach. I'm just a fly on the wall for this stuff. Here's coaching. You get high school kids, girls, boys or girls, doesn't even matter. Highly touted. Come into a race as a favorite. Get beat. They get down. Well, guess what? You got to race next week. Right? They get beat again and get down. Right? Like, I, the one girl, I, I, I love her. She's, she's fantastic. She's a great kid. She didn't race well at the, at the groups. Right? They didn't win. They didn't win. They came in second, right? She didn't race well. She thought it was her fault. I watched her leave the park crying, right? Uh, uh, she's a fantastic kid. Um, like really, like the one kid who, like, I'm like, let's like, she like listens to classic rock and stuff like that. She's like a 15 year old girl, and it's like it's great. You know, none of these girls are a pain in the ass. They're they're really good kids. Boys too. I keep saying the girls, but just because the girls are kind of taking the season on. But here's the deal. So now you got two weeks in a row, highly touted team. Really talented team that hasn't raced like really what they what they should for whatever reason, you know it happens. Cross country running is a brutal sport. You get these coaches to the to the finals, the meet of champions in New Jersey. These coaches get them to the point where they have their best races of the season after two weeks in a row not performing up to the level that they are expected to run. Like there's prognosticators, there's rankings, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of stuff, and they keep putting them back up there, and they didn't run. And on game day, like the like the big event, like the main event, they run that well. Mm-hmm. That's coaching, right? That's coaching, right? And all the strength training you want to that, that doesn't make a difference. That is like and what, it's um, the girls and and the girls too. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like everything, like I saw game faces on Saturday before the race all in. that was just like okay here, like no nothing more to be said. And, um, you know, I just reminded them how hard they worked, you know, like, that's what I, like, I was with them for like, almost, like I said, three days a week, like since July. Did you know what I've never asked you? Did you ever coach before? Like, like high school? Nah, I mean, I could no, nah. no, nah, because it's, I was fucked up. So I, I have to, so I have to say that I, my first team was in 2002, I think when I started coaching and I've always coached. Yeah. Like I, again, I coached volleyball pretty much um boys girls varsity like these are kids going to college like yeah obviously that's what i played and i have to say that um those the the kids that i've had and again it's pretty much all year you're with these people whether you're in different you're all year you're with these kids at their most probably some of the most vulnerable moments and and again as a high school teacher you know i got my kids here and there that are in the classroom that you connect with and have strong bonds but my athletes some of my athletes, and I have to say that some of my boys even that I coached, I'm still in touch with. Now they're doctors and lawyers and they're married and whatever. I'm still in contact with them. Yeah. And it's something special that you share with them because they buy in, because they know you believe in them. And they may be people that, you know, they don't have moms or fathers or, or whatever, like crappy home lives, but they know that you, it's almost like they, they know you love them. Right. Like you would do anything for them. And that's kind of what I get you know, shining through from you and, and those, you know, those girls, that team is special. And it's, you know, it's because there's something that, that they know, they know that you believe in them and they wanted, you know, don't want to disappoint you. And, and it's the same thing. And it's really, it's an amazing thing to, you know, when it all comes together, you know, you laugh together, you cry together, you know, even my coaches growing up, like I remember my coaches crying for, you know, we lose like a state title. And we're crying. The coach is crying. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's just something, it's something special. And this all goes back to that whole idea of like, 
fitness and doing things that, you know, may be really uncomfortable. It could be running a 5K or walking a 5K versus a marathon versus a state title versus anything. Um, and it's, I just think that that's a message to, to not forget. That's all. Yeah. No, I mean, it's living. It is living. There's ups and downs and there is everything in between, but you I know, love when things and, go and, well and, and they have like, to go badly in order to really appreciate the high points. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I agree. That's the yin yang of, of it all. You know, you got it. You, it. Like you have to know the, the, the bad, you know, and, and, and just getting back to the stuff I just said with my father, you know, it's like, it's kind of cool. Like, right here I am 43. This is an age. He never walked this earth on. Right. And, you know, and I'm doing things that he taught me. He's been gone 31 years. And look at all the people that you can now share this well, gift cra- yeah, that you have. That's crazy. Like, you, what's your, what is it? Is it, I'm sad, you know, because I didn't have a dad. And, you know, like, we could, wah, wah, we can sit here and cry about it. Or we could say, here's what we learned from what our, you know, again, my father was sick too. Yeah. What, here's what we learned from watching our fathers. Here's what we can give the world. And hopefully that in and of itself is something that is healing for us and maybe is something that is positive for other people. There you go. That's it. I know. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah. Two hours, 48 minutes, 42 seconds. That's, that's just right. With some angel wings. Amazing. Amazing. Some, you know, some Homedale wings, some, uh, some, you know, fatherly wings and just real life, you know, just, just really. And, and just, you know, look, whether or not you believe in, in hokey things like that, that's fine. I do. I think that, you know, I, I, I do greatly. I, it's inspiring to me and for that's worth something. And, uh, but you know, it just happened. It happened. It was one of those days and I just felt like, I felt like scissors on wrapping paper yesterday. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was one, you know, it was just a crazy time. And, and, uh, my family there after all these pictures, my wife posted on Facebook and it was just like, you know, Christine posted stuff on Facebook <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and that was going crazy. And then the gym posted stuff on the We're Instagram. We're proud to be part of this. To, it is. To be- and, you know, we're big Brian fans, you know, and so. that's it, you know, and that's it. And, you know, I hear from people that I inspire them, which is like insane. Ooh. No, but it's insane to me. It's insane. You do inspire people. I know. I know. But it's what the hell like, do you think like, the podcast is for? No, I to make people feel bad for themselves. I no, I, under, <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. I, like I said, I'm like the least, you know, like, like i'd rather i'd rather just give it to somebody else right and 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 you know, you know so what people many... tell me though there's only so much you can give away you got to take some too well, i'm gotta take it. I'm taking it take in, it man take it right now take it it's all you you earned it you deserve it good and, love and what you're doing is inspiring other people including myself and everyone around so this is all about you brian all about you that's it we all Bullshit. do crazy things i've had my that. moments this is all about you that's it that's it well you know? thank you Thank you very much. That's it. Feeling good. Good. Now we get to go. Now now I don't have to run Boston quite so hard. Maybe we'll run it together. Oh, gee. You can well, run it with this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your charity. We'll make it all about you. No, we'll make it all about you. That's such a jerky such comment. A jerk move. <laughs> no, uh, Christine, I can't even think about running another mile for a little while. I got like three marathons coming up this uh, – or four with your birthday coming up this spring, I think. So I got to keep myself nuts. in uh, – in, um, yeah. Dr. Carp was like, Christine, when are you going to let me – train you better so you can run under three and i was like dude i just want to hold my body together so i'm like i gotta i gotta his, keep care of the health first and his then, girl ran uh his his girl irene 